So, this episode was recorded on April 15th, uh, my birthday, with the wonderful Dave Mullin, and we talk about the hit 1997 film, Flubber. So, if you enjoyed that, or didn't enjoy that, listen to this. How old are you today? 29, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said yesterday, 29. Yeah, my baby's 29. It's in such uh, circumstances, but... Mate, it is what it is. I can't, can't change it, you know what I mean? Yeah, true, and you'll be able to celebrate after. Well, even now, because look what I've got, and I'm going to be having to do this later. What's that? Midnight moon, moonshine. Moonshine, forty percent, mate. Oh my god! <laughs> where, where do you get that from? Um, I got it as a leaving present, like for like two, maybe two years ago. A leaving present from where? From um, on a job. Yeah, on my work pages. Oh, cool! They got you yeah. moonshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you saved it. Yeah, like for. Um, I want to say it's for a rainy day, but it was mainly because I was fucking terrified. I've been terrified to try it, but now it's good as time as any. <laughs> yeah, maybe take it easy, just have a little bit at a time. Yeah, I'm not going to like what you said means like down all of it and like one. <laughs> Have you ever had, um, what's that Scottish one? The one that has like caffeine in it and. No fucking clue, man. Do you know what it is? That really strong alcoholic drink. Is it but is it buck it's like buck vast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've not had that before now. I uh, mean neither. You ever had absinthe? I've had absinthe. How was it? Uh, it was perfectly fine. It was only like seventy percent when you forget. Only it only like seventy <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's kind of weak for absinthe, isn't it? It's a, I don't know, it sounds like a lot to me. I'm not a connoisseur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's. Um, absinthe was fine. We had it at uni because a friend of ours went. Um, he went away somewhere and he went and got a legal bottle of absinthe when he came back. And, um, yeah, what we do is before, well, for free drinks, we play this game called Shot Through That. And oh, no. Seventy percent though. Yeah, this is only this is only like forty percent. Yeah, that's the kind of standard spirit, isn't it? Forty percent. Yeah, but this has been fermenting for the cherry's been fermenting for a long time, so it's gonna It's got a kick. It's gonna have a kick. And um, so if you get a I've got a video message for a jumping sponge today. That'd be surprising. Carl's quarantine combos is going to take it to another level. Mate, that is... That's actually quite fun to do. I know the viewership hasn't been great, but like, it's been really fun to do. Yeah, you need something, some little like content to put out. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's doing something, you know, like comedians doing my isolation diary. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you done a virtual gig yet? 
Oh yeah, I did. I did that strange crew one. You know what? It was actually quite fun. Um. Okay. What was it like? Well, I I like basically decided I'm not gonna do my material like that would just be so weird to be like doing jokes that I normally do on stage or going through a set that I've done. So I was like. I'm just going to treat it a bit more like a kind of Skype call with friends or a bit more like a video blog and just, and I was sitting down and trying to think of things in the day of what I was going to talk about, couldn't think of anything. Then I went to bed and like, just before I went to bed, I had a few little ideas that I jotted down and then I came up with a song as well. So I thought, oh, that'd be nice. I'll just chat about this shit. And then I'll do the song. So the next day, I it was, do you know, Sum 41, I Want to Fuck a Dog in the Arse? Um, I didn't know that they released a song called I Want to Fuck a Dog in the Arse. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was on their album. It was on an album. And I remembered it because my little <laughs> liked it. And you can find it on YouTube. That It's like, I want to fuck a dog in the ass. So I basically changed that to I want to fuck a bat in the ass and made it like about coronavirus and how... I was just like chatting shit about how the animals think our time is up and we should get them back for this and we should so we need to spread like an STD around the animal community. You know, it's just silly, but but it was fun. I thought it was much better than like if I'd have. I think the other people who were there, like Dick, was there. Dick Denim, Ledge. I love. But I think they were doing more like material. I don't know. I just, to me, it just felt it would be so awkward and weird being like, oh, hey, guys, like, here's my, here's my material. You know what I mean? So, I, so yeah, I, I preferred doing it that way. And, yeah, I was just kind of chatting, like, about my experience with quarantine. And it was quite fun. He did, um, he had his girlfriend, like. Did, did had his girlfriend? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, had, Dick had his tash on his moustache <laughs> the guy hosting it it was uh, Strange Bruce so I can't remember his name but yeah, um, he was. He had his girlfriend kind of editing it but basically she was just putting the spotlight on who was talking and then we kept a few other people's mic, there was like 40 people or something so you know bigger than oh. a lot of open mic gigs you'd do <laughs> and Unless you're, unless you're at somewhere yeah half decent but i mean he was saying like they've been getting bigger crowds than you know they normally do at the brewery that's because no one has to leave their fucking home yeah exactly and it was quite like people had set like set it up they put their laptops on like the coffee table you could see they were watching like from the sofa like three of them it was quite funny and so a few of them left their mics on so we could hear their reactions you know because you didn't want just to be silent so you could hear a couple of chuckles and uh, but because i wasn't doing like so much set up punchline whatever it you know it didn't feel that awkward for me i think richard was a bit like he was like oh could you hear me like and, and some of the other guys were like oh i couldn't hear anyone laughing but i don't know i just treated it a bit more like a, a video blog and i think that worked quite well so if it, if well, fancy for me, doing one. Uh, for me, I just like doing like um, I don't mind quizzes like Rudy, Rudy Ilias, you know, for healing. Mm. He does um, a healing comedy quiz on um, like once or twice a week, and that's quite fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw 
Um, funny because the way he the uh, Wes described it was like, oh, we're just going to be having some chat, singing some song, and I think it's better to have a more like relaxed format, you know, like. The guy running this one was still kind of going, and now welcome to the stage, and you know, and oh, it just, it, you know, he, yeah, and he was trying to do some crowd work and stuff, and I think it's better, yeah, if you just have it like a chat, mm. and people can just join in if they want, or yeah, yeah. have some games, have some songs. Mm. I think that's a bit more fun, but no, yeah. that's the only one I've done, and I haven't like, I haven't sought out any other ones or applied to anything. I'm not that bothered, but if anyone invites me, I would do another one because, yeah, it was kind of fun. And my girlfriend was watching as well. She signed up. The Vibs, yeah, she she was watching. So that was fun. So when do you think Convalid is going to start to get back on its feet? Uh, I don't know. I was saying I reckon this is going to – my prediction was it's going to go on till – at least late, you know, the May half term, like end of May. Yeah. I'm betting I won't get back on stage until if they start in all, if they start again in June, if that's not happening in June, I'm not going to get back on stage until July. Is that what, just because of applying and everything, because it's going to be so busy or just because you don't? No. It's going to be because right, I'm going to let the first wave of people do whatever, do whatever they want to do and see what, and see what happens. Because I'm not betting that as soon as they're saying it's okay to go to do things like that. that oh, are you really? Yeah. Yeah, I do think for, co- yeah, I think for comedy and things that where it's big groups getting together, there will be more of a delay. I was thinking end of May for like, Hopefully, you know, things start opening up. But, yeah, still for big groups, I don't know. It might take longer because it's still going to be a risk, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know the crowds won't all be there. Like, we'll probably be around about <laughs> 10 people in a room. Yeah. Like that but I'm reckoning... I'm reckoning around the back. I reckon it'll start to pull pick up to pick up again by around about August, early August. Yeah, maybe maybe have to wait till summer for it to properly. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I'm expecting like schools will open. It yeah. won't. I th- yeah, I think I think they will uh, probably be the earlier things to start up again because. Parents will just be so desperate to get rid of kids, and I think that you know there's not that much risk to kids. And trying to do that, then they'd have to sort of lack social distancing laws, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about yeah, and like hopefully in like end of May and then early June when you know the numbers are right down, and hopefully they've sorted the testing out, and then. But I, but because so many people are still going out. Like right now, I can't see it going away anytime soon. I mean, I don't know. I heard in Spain they're starting to thinking of um, thinking of you know starting to lift these things, and they were really bad like a week ago. And I mean, it just I mean it's going to get to a point where they just have to because you know it'll be balancing the amount of people who'll die because of economic. Um, 
recession compared yeah. with you know what I mean it's like you got the lesser of two evils they get to a point where they just have to and people will be so bloody you know frustrated at staying at home I mean two months it's not a massive amount of time in the grand scheme of things but it, you know to sit at home for two months particularly in some circumstances is yeah it's big deal. almost unbearable but I'm thinking of a few kids I work with and they must be losing their fucking minds oh yeah I mean you know, a lot of the kids I work with, they're from like, yeah, middle class backgrounds, and you can imagine it's it's easier. But yeah, there are a few who like, yeah, them and the parents, especially, it's going to be crazy. But I mean, they our school, I think it's closed this week, but it was open, so you could potentially take your kid in, but. I guess it depends because some of the kids, they're like, oh, well, if all the other kids are off, you know, I don't want to go in, you know? Yeah. Well, for us, we were pretty much off, like, two weeks before. There was a holiday week. I know, a week, like a week and a bit before the Easter holiday started. But you're, you only had a few kids going into yours, right? Yeah. Well, we had kids who were... Key, if they had key workers, they could come in, but that was only like six people. And so by the end of that week, they just said, no. There's no point. Yeah, I think ours was quite similar. Yeah, yeah. we had, um, we started off with more and then it went down. It was probably around the same number, actually, around like five or six. Yeah. But I mean, they did stay open till. I was on the walk and I bumped into the deputy head who lives around here. <laughs> and she said they closed this week just for like a little holiday. But then they're going to be, well, like for like a, an Easter break, they closed this yeah. week. But they were open last week and I think they're going to be open next week. So I really hope that they don't extend the start this summer term. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. What if they take away our beautiful summer holidays? But I don't think they can because unions are arguing that we've been working from home anyway, so we haven't exactly stopped working. Yeah, I mean, teachers have. Te- I haven't because I'm a TA, but yeah, teachers have still been doing stuff online, marking I've stuff. Still been doing, I, I've still been doing stuff online. <laughs> yeah. You've so, got a job. I've got a what? Proper job. I've got a proper job, exactly. Exactly, yeah. It's kind of weird doing my job though, I'm Yeah, how do you do it? You have to like, you have to just post little activities for the kids to do. Post some activities, like every two weeks I do like a video update that I basically film myself saying, hi, this is what I've been up to this far. Yeah, they love that. I've only done one so far. Do some of your jokes on there. (laughs) (laughs) I've already, I already know that I'm going to talk about Disney, uh, the thing against in Disney Plus for so long until actually deciding to get Disney Plus this week. And I'm kind of loving it. <laughs> You're loving Disney Plus. I was uh, last night because I watched Flubber Ovs. And then last night I was thinking, because I got it for this week, I was like, yeah. I looked up the best films on Disney Plus and I, I just am not a massive. Like it's, there are good films on there, obviously, but probably less of my kind of films, you know. Okay. 
Yeah, fair enough. A lot of Marvel, which I do like, like Ragnarok and stuff, but there's not all of them. And then a lot of, like, the cartoons as well, I do like, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's all one type of film on there. I prefer something like maybe Amazon, where you can access it from a range of different films, whereas this is just Disney. And if you really like Disney, it's like, yeah. It's all that, but if you're yeah. kind of if you're kind of like me, where I'm like, yeah, some of them are good, you know what I mean? Yeah, for me, I'm kind of not really in my element, but you're a big Disney boy. I'm not a big, not a huge Disney boy, but it's looking at films that, that I used to watch when I was a kid. Nostalgia and films. Pardon? Nostalgia films. Yeah, well, kind of what like. like well, like, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, yeah, yeah. But what else? There's a lot. Obviously, I like all the old cartoons and all the old, like, yeah, animations like, were great. I'm thinking more like Rita. I never have seen that. <gasps> what? <laughs> what is Rita? Really? I don't even know what it is. Like, were well, you just not alive in the 90s? I was fully alive in the 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me look it up. Yeah, do it. Um, Recess, that, that seems like a kind of TV show to me, Recess. It's a, it is a TV show, but they made a film out of it as well. Uh, oh, it's a cartoon? Yeah. Recess schools out. That's 2001, mate. 90. That's the film. That's the film. <laughs> That's the film. <laughs> no, I never... That must have been when I was kind of growing, you know, getting into heart, you know, more kind of intellectual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> As if you getting into yeah, just you getting into intellectual stuff is getting into uh, documentaries. <laughs> just sitting down watching a David Attenborough, or a David or a David Icke interview at like ten years old. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Enough cartoons for me. <laughs> no, I do like I do. There are yeah. I mean, Flubber was obviously nostalgia fest, but um. But yeah, I couldn't think of much else that I wanted to watch on there, so I think I'm just going to get rid of it, I'm afraid. Ah, that'd be sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got enough money, haven't they? They don't need... Yeah, well, they lost like 140 million on their, on their, on their park. But, on yeah. their what? From the money from the park. Because oh, because they're all shut. Yeah. Have you well, ever been possibly. to a park? Yeah, I've been to a couple of them. What do you mean a couple? There's only one, isn't there? Like near here. Euro Disney. There's Euro Disney. And yeah. then there's one in Florida. Have you been to both? There's one in LA, yeah. Are you joking? No. <laughs> when did you do that? When you were a kid? Yeah. So lucky. I know, right? <laughs> I did know. you go on Space Mountain? I haven't been on Space Mountain. What? We do scared. Um, yeah. We, well, really? Four, I wanted to go on it. Um, but I was too small, obviously. <laughs> then when my, when my grandparents, when we went to the one in Paris, um, I was about 12 years old and I just got off the Indiana Jones ride 
And I was feeling a bit like, ooh, a bit woozy from that. So I was like, nah, I'm going to get a space man in this. Oh my god, do you regret it? Biggest yeah. regret. Biggest regret. Biggest regret. Biggest regret. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Not going on Space Mountain. When I was, was, there a, years ago. was there a flubber ride? Oh. You know what? There might, have, there might have been. Why didn't they make one? That that would be pretty cool. You sit in a green blob. Yeah. Or you could go in a flying car, maybe. Hmm. I think that would have been too similar to the Back to the Future ride at Universal. Yeah, and that's a yeah, and that's a bigger film, isn't it? Back to the Future. I guess. Yeah. Pick. I kind of um. Yeah, I don't. I I think I went to. I think I think I might have gone to the one in LA. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just went to the theme park next to it that was called like Adventureland or something. But yeah. Yeah, maybe when I was younger, but no, never been to the the one in Paris or, or Euro Disney. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'd like. This one is weird. <laughs> I'm not going to like bring it back to what we're talking about. This film is really, really, really weird. <laughs> what? Blubber? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so weird? It's about a green blob that can talk and well, it's it's that, that's, that's the that's the least weird thing about this movie, right? <laughs> what? Um, the green blob. <laughs> so much sexual stuff in the Oh film yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is funny when you watch these films back, you notice all this stuff that you're like was what did I think of this when I was a kid? Like Yeah. Like when we were younger, wait well, I completely forgot that in the first five minutes um in the first five minutes of this film there's nudity. There's what? Nudity in the first, like there's naked people in this film. Who gets naked? They're in the they're in the they're in a um, Robin Williams the teacher is doing a lecture. Oh, you and, mean the naked class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was quite a funny scene. That was funny scene, but this is a kids film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't show any tit or anything. Um, you can see just about. And you can see. <laughs> <laughs> you like, right, give it a pause. Got to have a yeah, little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I did. Um, I did notice that. I was like, hmm. I mean, maybe it's kind of like, you know, all, a lot of cartoons now, like Pixar animations, they have a lot of jokes for the adults, you know, that when you're, when you're kids, you're like. You, you obviously don't get, but then when you're an adult, you appreciate it. So maybe it was something like that. It's like all something for the dads, you know? Yeah, but a kid's, yeah, but a kid's still going to see the naked woman. Yeah, but do you... I don't know, though, because, you know, when you're a kid, do you even... Does it even register? You just kind of like... It, does, right? it obviously doesn't register, but then you're watching it back as, a, as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Also, let's talk about the fact that this that Robin Williams was so big in the nineties that even robots wanted to fuck him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that was gonna be my um my main uh 
comment on this film was the whole relationship with <laughs> this very advanced AI ro- flying robot. Yeah. Um, I was imagining you could have a whole alternative film or like alternative reality where he basically develops it. I mean, he like misses his wedding three times. Partly the robot is <laughs> not reminding him to go. Mm. And I mean, if he's really like a geeky kind of professor and this robot can create this kind of hologram of a really hot, hot woman who can, you know, apparently come into his bedroom at night and make him feel things, you know. Mm. You could imagine him just developing a relationship with her and like, screw whatever her name is, the the other professor, I can't remember what her. Yeah, whatever her name is, like, screw her. (laughs) (laughs) He could develop a relationship with this fucking robot. Hmm. What kind of a thing did to me, though, about this movie is um, Robin Williams is clearly autistic in there. Yeah, he he is, yeah. He is a bit, yeah. Without them coming out and saying it. Yeah. He doesn't understand him. He doesn't really. He wants to understand human emotions, but he can't. He can't empathize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I kind of felt sorry for the wife in the first. Yeah, same. I was like, fuck this. As soon as um, she said that he can't miss the wedding again, it's like, how many times have you done this to you before coming back? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not just like a little casual wedding she set it all up got in yeah. the dress everything but I guess it kind of it sets up the whole drama of the film really because in a weird way you know the drama is him getting the girl Yeah, even though he already had the girl in the first place. But then by missing the third wedding, that was it. She'd had yeah. enough. He kind of almost goes off with this very nineties looking baddie guy. Like Christopher McDonald. And just a note, whenever you see Christopher McDonald in the in any movie, just don't trust him. Okay. He always an evil character. He's the bad guy pretty much everything he's in. He's really good at it, but as soon as he comes on the screen, he's on the screen while so like, right, it was him. Yeah, there was definitely, I mean, I was noticing some parallels with um, Dr. Doolittle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, not to get too intellectual on you, but <laughs> there's definitely something around this period of like, the baddies always, it's like kind of vaguely capitalist, like vaguely, it's like yeah. money, you know, interested in money, business, uh, you know, kind of like, I, don't, I guess in Dr. Doolittle, the baddies weren't trying to get the girl, but they were trying to get his business away from him. Yeah. There's always like a kind of woman character who, well, and I say always, this is only two films I've seen. Yeah. But in both of them, there's like a woman character who's kind of 
Pardon? Kind of put upon, you know. Yeah, she's always like waiting for this kind of slightly nutty genius guy and and, and kind of like in in Doctor Doolittle, he's trying to she's trying to like have sex with him and he's always running off to talk to animals. In this she's trying to get married to him and he's always running off to talk to robots and <laughs> it must be like it must be like something about the time that I don't know. I guess if you watch kid kids from now, they're so different. Like you, the baddie would. Yeah. I don't know what the baddies are nowadays, but they're definitely. I don't think they would be similar. I don't know. Maybe they would be. I can't really think of it. Current well, like, 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 kids film. Um. Well. Today's bad guys, to kind of take it away from the film, today's bad guys are usually about one world government. So they want to have complete control of everything in the whole world. Oh, it's like like domination, like world domination. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, kind of Pinky in the Brain. A bit like just New World Order, World Domination. That that Mm. kind of stuff. Mm hmm. I mean, maybe it's like a recurring thing in a lot of kids' films. Like the baddie is somehow related to like evil, making money, and the hero is kind of a bit more pure and a bit more childlike. And I guess that taps into kind of kids' psyches because it's like, yeah, we yeah. care about you know these these things that aren't related to money, you know, like flying cars. That's what we care about. But then in the end, spoiler alert, he does sell it to. Yeah. And make a big ton of money. So, mm. you know, and his inventions are incredible. I mean, the the level of AI on that robot, you know, <laughs> it's insane. How much money about these athletes got that robot before? <laughs> Just to try it. I want to bet. <laughs> I mean, you've got to think that he's probably. I don't know, he doesn't seem, like you said, he's a bit autistic, he doesn't seem to care to, like, too much about, but maybe he's got a seedy dark side, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the things you could do with Flubber as well. Oh, yeah. Just think about it. Even harder things that happen to Flubber. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to make it, too, you know, all about sex, but <laughs> you had Flubber and that, that horny yeah. robot. You could have a hell of a party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> The shapes Flubber can make. <laughs> like, what do you think of the anime, of the Flubber animation? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good um, for 90s. I mean, I mean, the flying car's a little, you know. Little ropey. Little ropey. And the robot, when it goes outside, is a little ropey. But when it's inside, and yeah, Flubber, I thought... Pretty decent. I think, I think my favourite scene in the film is when we first discover Flubber and he he holds it and he um he holds it up and takes the time to take a picture of it and Flubber just goes everywhere and destroys yeah. everything, right? And yeah. um, that's my favourite scene for like two reasons, I think. Because first of all, he was Robin Williams essentially having to react to nothing. Yeah, to act against himself, which is really, really hard to do. Yeah. And also, I've seen a lot of these films where the animorphic character destroys the house. He doesn't do it 
brother doesn't just destroy this house, he goes to everyone else's house and destroys it as well. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I was thinking about that as well. He was acting with uh, uh, the fake flubber and the, the robot, obviously, which was, yeah. you know, and he, I mean, a large part of the film is just him talking to himself <clears throat> and talking to these different, you know, and I mean, it shows you what a good actor he was, I think. I mean, he's he's yeah. got a very, he's got a very expressive childlike face and yeah. very like rubbery and, you know, a kind of glint in his eye, which makes him very, very good and probably appealing to children as well. But yeah, I mean, that scene, I I couldn't remember much in this film, obviously, but I, I remembered it. But I think the only scene I remembered from it was I didn't remember anything about the weddings or the basketball or anything about. I think, how, I, think I know where you go with it. I think I, know I just remembered that scene where the flubber smashes up everything. Okay, that was where I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did you think I was going? <laughs> because the scene everyone remembers from this movie is when flubber goes in. Christopher, Christopher oh, Christopher. and then out of his ass. Yeah, that's the thing that everyone. Remembers. I did not remember that, but I think, yeah, I, I think I should have remembered that because, especially the what the act, the way he acts it, and at the end when he kind of goes oh, and then falls over. I can imagine laughing at that as a kid. Mm. I, I don't think. I don't think Robin Williams was particularly funny in this. No, he was quite. He was, he was endearing and he he was sweet and I think he didn't necessarily need to be funny, you know. I don't, it wasn't really, you know, a comedy. It was more a nutty professor kind of. But yeah, I think the, the I think that that first scene in the in the classroom there was definitely that. We saw the naked people. Yeah, that there's some comedy in that, um, and the basketball scene, you know, with him kind of sitting behind the couple, and and she's with the other evil man, and he's kind of trying to rig the basketball game, and then blowing the air horn in the guy's ear, and you know, mm. a little bit of comedy in that. Yeah. And when I mean, yeah, I could imagine laughing when the thing comes out the guy's ass, like bursts out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, oh, also the henchmen—it's not Robin Williams, but the two guys with the who get hit in the head several times by yeah. a bowling ball, which is enough yeah. to kill you, you know. Yeah, see, that was a real big. That's a real big issue I have with movies that are well, family movies that are produced or directed by and this is produced. By John Hughes, because he did. Um, what? He, Who's John Hughes? He directed Home Alone and Home Alone Two. He's done. Oh my Spider-Man. god! Yeah, yeah. So, Those guys gave me real Home Alone vibes. Yeah. That whole scene where they're sneaking in. Yeah. Wow, that's some trivia. You know your stuff. Yeah, no man. Um, but the issue I have with those films, and. The issue I have with this film is that if that had happened, if things like that had happened in real life, like say if a bowling ball just like dropped from the sky, 
Thank you, Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. And the guy with the golf ball, he would have serious brain injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and even Robin Williams. But like when he falls out the window to prove the flopper is a little bit of yeah. real thing. He'd be dead. He'd be in a wheelchair, yeah, at least. Yeah. Rest um, of the in a wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, it could um, be a flying wheelchair, but... He'd still be talking thing up. Yeah, I guess I feel like watching it as an adult, you, those are the things... <laughs> the sexual elements... I found, I found myself thinking about, yeah, the, the bowling ball, I was like, shit. And the air, where even when the flubber, he swallows the flubber, I was thinking, oh my God, like that gave me more of like a, Ugh. rather than a funny reaction, more of like a fear reaction. Like, that's horrible. He's got a flubber going through his intestine. I don't know, that, that still made me laugh, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> still tickles That still made me laugh. Um, How about I... the um, scene where flubber... I I have to say I I definitely remembered Flubber being involved more, you know. Like watching this yeah. back, there were big periods where Flubber's not even really there. Well, elements of Flubber are there. Yeah, like the flying car. 